with the Spurs foul. See, Miami going for the three right away. Just attack the basket. James catches, puts up the three. Won't go. Rebound, box. Back out to Allen. His three-pointer. Bang! Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Boom shakalaka! Greetings, everybody. I am at NBA G, also known as Matty G from the Insight Podcast Network, with this NBA show for the Insight team. Joining me from the Insight team is this guy right here, Mr. Jake Skidmore at Filthy IFS, and a very special guest for today's mock draft. It's Mr. Alex Reclean, all the way from the Boston area. How you doing, Alex? Good to be here. Uh, you guys were doing some some fun stuff, so I wanted to reach out and hop in. Man, this is one of those fun ones. Um, you and I know what this draft is all about. Uh, let me share that screen straight away, but in the, in the, honest of, in the, in the spirit of honesty for absolutely everybody, Jake Skidmore does not know what we're doing uh, currently. And that's okay, Skiddy. You don't have to feel bad about it yet, but we're going to put the draft share up here. We're doing stacks, Skiddy. We're doing team stacks. And I'm giving you a stack for this draft that you don't know about. And I think you're going to do it because you're at number 12. And it all basically hinges. I'm going to give you yours on the fly, but I want to give you something that you're going to... We're building team stacks because oh. the schedule breaks this year in a very interesting way and that no one's in detrimental. In fact, the only detriments, the biggest detriments, we were talking about this in the uh, in the pre, is in week 20. Now, this is off the word of Dan Titus, Alex. When is a good magic number to finish your league this year? What date? Um, so you told me Titus's answer. I think I'd rather go to the end of March. Um, I yep. think I'd, I'd go through week you know, 23, 22, depending on what site you're on, um, li- literally March 31st is, is where I think I would, would call it. So looking at that as a week 22 end, his magic number just to avoid, oh, we're starting the draft off and we're in here right now. Biggest horse, Mick Dell, is on the clock number one from Insight. And he's obviously going to take Nikola Jokic with the number one pick. Uh, Titus's view was that you should wrap it up around week 21 before the silly season really kicks in. That's fair enough. If you go to week 22, there's no real detriments apart from in week 21 with the stacks theory, you do not want to touch any Charlotte Hornet or Cleveland Cavalier because they only have two games in your final week. So if you go that really high, you wanted to have that third pick there. Alex, talk, talk about why you want Shea this season. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all in. I think I would take Shea and uh, Halliburton over Embiid, mm-hmm. which is... Um, a hottish take. Um, yep. I, I, I think it's, I think it's a little, I think it should be only considered lukewarm, but uh, it is certainly not the <laughs> convention right now. Um, I think that Embiid has his MVP and you mm. know, there's no, he's, he was, that was clearly a thing motivating him for mm. years there. Yep. We should expect a small percentage drop a 5% drop, but I, I think there's no reason to believe that his stats will improve. The only place that his stats can go is down. Whereas yeah. Halliburton and Shea, both of them, I think can still improve. Uh, we're talking about stacks. I definitely want the Thunder teammates more than I want the Pacers teammates. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
not just because they're better, but also because I think that they make for a compatible team. Um, yeah. But but also just like I I think I think Shea's got it. I think he's gonna be a top five, top seven fantasy um, staple for the next five to ten years. Um, and I, I'm I'm happy to be part of that and uh, happy to avoid a few rest games and. Yep. Um, and he's the one whose arrow's going up, whereas Embiid's the best case scenario is a recreation of last year. Now, this bloke, Cappy, is uh, going through. I am going to, if I can commission a draft him, I am trying to get him out. He was a uh, he was one of the guys yesterday who was in the draft and didn't do there, so we might have to order. He's probably going to auto-pick the whole way through. Not a bad one, though, for Steph Curry at uh, picking at number uh, – Nine, uh, eight was for Steph Curry. I built an interesting one with him the other day. Giannis went at seven, Tatum at six, and I took your other guy on your board there, Tyrese Halliburton, with the fifth mm-hmm. pick because I'm going to build a Pacers stack because I, I said it to Kingy, uh, Adam King. I was like, look, I think the Pacers are a stack. They were the they were the like the whole impetus for this like theory that I've had because I've just new into the NFL space this year with a couple of the boys from uh, from the draft. So I was really looking into. Like where the schedule falls, and again, in week 21, the Hornets have two games, the Mavs have two games. The most of them have three. There are four game weeks in there with Portland Trailblazers, Sacramento Kings. So a King stack isn't bad, but there's no way there's a lot of three and fours, but there's only a couple of teams with twos. In week 20, it's the Lakers in Minnesota. So you can, oh, Anthony, da- Anthony Edwards with the 10th pick for Phil. Uh, ninth pick there was Kevin Durant. That's very interesting. Now, this guy, Je- uh, Lamella Ball, and obviously you have a Lakers stack. You're taking Davis. Oh. You, it's a Lakers stack. You've got to start with your Lakers stack. And, you, and, and who are your Lakers going to be? Well, obviously, uh, my decision is quite, uh, quite clear that I'm taking Anthony Davis with my first. And then, um, I mean, there's no other Lakers to take right now. So I'm going to take best player available to pair with AD. Dame Lillard still there. I'm taking Dame. That's just, um, you know, I'll take those two there every day of the week. Dame, I still think, is a first-round player. Um, I don't worry about it. If he goes to Miami, I don't think it hurts his values. I think um, it hurts Bam more than anything and maybe a little bit to Jimmy, but I still think Dame will still average his high 20s, get a few assists, and he'll probably, uh, probably be happier being where he actually wants to be other than um, having to shoot 60 shots in Portland every game. So... Uh, and we look, we, yeah, but I'm not happy about this Lakers stack. I just want that to be well known. Oh no, I wanted no, to give you something like you were going to hate. I I know you do, and congratulations. That's why I gave it to you. Thank you so much, <laughs> and I love that about you. But this is the thing. Uh, like sometimes it's it's just a theory, and we said not to take the Lakers for number twenty. But then again, we want to talk about the stacks you can build to get you to the finals. And if you trade Anthony Davis off or throughout the course of the season, if he's having one of those MVP caliber runs like he did last year. What return can you get for that? You're going to be able to get an absolutely bloody sensational haul for MVP level Anthony Davis. Like you will be able to get another first round pick and something else or a solid second round pick, knowing that you're playing that two game week in week 21. Oh, sorry, week 20. I'm pretty sure it is for the Lakers. And that's not going to kook you come the end because they only have three in the final week. Donovan Mitchell there goes to Phil um, at pick 15. Before that was Trey Young. So a couple of guards are going out. Now, obviously, this is where I start to look at my draft. And I've got the next pick up for my stacks. And again, all the boys from uh, like Trent, who's drafting now, 
he's going to go and probably pick someone from OKC already. Ah, no, Jaron Jackson Jr. Because he's a that's a bit of a homer pick. This guy Cap we're going to have to wait for every single time. I wonder if I can skip his pick through. Can I? Can I advance his pick? Easy enough. No. Uh, I'm hey, putting Alex, into auto draft. Thoughts on Jaron Jackson early in the second round because I have been out saying that I'm out on him like early second and I'd rather take him a little bit later just because there's more players that can get big block numbers this season. What's your thoughts? I'm with you. I uh, I was going to consider Jaron um, at the end of the thir- second or the start of the third, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but I was only doing that because I thought he was compatible with the other Thunder. Um, I would not, I don't want to use my second round pick on Jaron Jackson. And I recognize yep. I might be a little low on him, but uh, that is my preference this year. Because again, we've got to factor in the the games where Ja Morant comes back and that obviously weakens that value. So people are investing, I think, very heavily in this concept and this notion of Jaron Jackson Jr. being him for this 25 game stretch with Marcus Smart. But you still got Marcus Smart there. You know, you still, still do have time. a... You've still got Desmond Bain there. So although he represented value with those high block numbers and he's an excellent defender and a possible, like again, defensive player of the year, I, I just think in taking him too early is just a very aggressive strategy. Whereas I would probably take DeMontis Sabonis over him Absolutely. just because of the well-rounded game. And that's going to probably feed me across more statistics more. Uh, Devin Booker is do, up on do the you guys clock. Think, do you guys think that I was silly to be hoping for Sabo, Sabo at uh, 10? Oh, yeah. At, no. 10? I was no. hoping for it. You think that there was no chance he was making no it? Chance. Nope. No, no chance. Nope. Right. <laughs> no chance. Yeah, no, no, no chance. I've, I've seen, I don't think I've seen him go anywhere less than, like, at the next pick there, at, uh, at the 10th pick in this round, I don't think I've seen him go less than 15, 6, I think yeah. 18 might be pressed once. Alex, I so, think. So, according to um, hashtag basketball's ADP, which is usually pretty good and pretty, pretty reliable. Um, yep. He's making it to the mid mid to late second. Um, I mean, he's Jeez, he's really? two five. Oh me! Um, oh jeez! Oh oh, we're yeah, talking. Um, sorry. I'm undoing. I'm undoing. We're talking. Undoing last pick. Undoing last pick. Undoing last pick. <laughs> I'm the commissioner. We're talking. You asked me a question, Alex. Sorry. I like- I like this, Alex. Get him distracted. Make him stuff up his drafts. It's fantastic work. <laughs> Love it. Love it. No, I, no, I, no I'm okay. right there with you. I think it's. I think it is the ADP, but I don't see him going anywhere outside where it is there. And also, by the way, I'm going to feed my. I know we don't talk about it. Oh, this man. is where I. This is where I thought that's a nice pick there. This is where I'm feeding my stack next. I'm going to have to go in and. I'm not going to draft him now, but I'm going to put Miles Turner in my queue because this is another guy in those ADPs where. If you're going to build a stack, they start to. I've put him in there. I've said it. This cooked us yesterday, but like he's another one of those guys that, like you said, Alex, they're in that ADP zone, but they're going before their ADP more and more. So you've kind of, I think, got to be aggressive if you want to get your guy. You've lent Bam there with your second pick. Explain your yeah. Bam at twenty-two for me. Um, I I I think that so I'm aiming for three of the four Thunder. I'm going to skip one of them. Um, okay, and I think that Bam is going to be very compatible with the the team that I am building, uh, assuming I am able to successfully do it with mm-hmm. the the three out of the four that I am targeting. Um, yeah, I uh, uh, you know, with I don't want to tip my hand too much. We'll, we'll I'll circle back on that. Um, 
I'll leave some suspense for the later round. <laughs> um, but also I, I do think that I, I like where he's positioned, like in terms of overall BAM value this year, late second, Ooh. early third seems totally fine okay. for me. Yeah. And you're not worried about uh, Dame coming in and maybe taking a bit of BAM's value because a bit of BAM, BAM's value is the assist from the center position. So, But I mean, those have already been down. Those are already much yeah. worse than they used to be. That's true. Um, so, all right. And this is uh, my pet pick that I'm just doing everywhere. Uh, every time I, yeah, I just, I think Walker Kessler should be a third round pick. I yep. appear to be on something of an island on this one as well, but um, I, think I think he's very much one of those. I think he's very much one of those guys though that's going around that. We, we valued Rudy Gobert the exact same way two, three seasons ago exactly. in the third round. If you were getting exactly. that to a, if you were getting that two or three years ago, everyone's like, oh yeah, Gobert, huge pick, great field goal percentage, heaps of blocks, fuck, you're going to kill it. Now, if someone says that about the exact same guy, or exact pretty much statistically profiling same guy, because if he's second year in the NBA, it's like, oh, you're ludicrous. There's there's no sophomore going to be that great. Well, kind of is. Drop, Jay. Oh, Rayner with Mobley. There we go. No, I know who I'm getting this time. I know I'm getting this time. Here we go. It's going to be, I'm going to feed my stack. I've got, I'm starting to build that stack that I like. And the thing is that I like about the Pacers stack, I can cool my jets on that and, and aim for guys later on because there's a lot of, I, I still put Buddy Heald in that stack because he's still wearing a Pacers uniform. At this point, at this mm-hmm. point of the draft, I was going so to ask you were going to do that. I'm he's in a Pacers uniform as of now. I know he's he's going to be traded, but when that is, if it's going to be to the Lakers, right. it's not going to be until D'Angelo Russell becomes trade eligible. So therefore, I get him until like the trade deadline in February. That's fine if he goes early. I still see Buddy Hield returning good value, maybe not as high as he was in Indiana, but he is still very much he profiles as a great. Look, I think this is where Larry Markkinen has finally slipped into the third round this week. And that's a really good pick there for Spady. Uh, Mally's on the clock. So let's go back through some of these picks because I think that's important to have a look at. We had... Uh, oh, go I on. I just point out, the first round in this draft went almost exactly to my big board. Like, really? Oh, really? Like, yeah. Giannis went two picks too high for me. I have AD above Mello, LaMelo. I have um, Doncic where Embiid is. Otherwise, okay. I think it's exactly my big board. Like, really, really close, which is just unusual that <laughs> that the actual draft is so close. I, I had to point that out. Sorry. Not really. No, go for Sequitur at all, but. Do you think? Um, I am. Uh, so, you, so you're high on Ann Edwards in uh, as a first-round pick this year? Oh, by the way, Skitty, you're on the block. Sorry, you're sorry, you're up, Skitty, you're on the block. Yeah, is, it Lebr- is it LeBron? There it is. Well, it yeah, be, good, good. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, them's the rules. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I was like, I, no, I don't want to have to reverse anyone else. Sorry, I was like, I'm not. We're not going to do this thing where everyone keeps on. Keep on stuffing it up for everybody. Can't do that. While he's while he's picking, I'll point out. I think Bane at three eleven is is pretty good value. Hundred um, percent. I'm happy to take Bane several picks before that. Um, mm. I, I have been very early in the third. Um, uh, in fact, I I've been mm. in, I've only been in one mock so far where I missed Kessler in the early third and Bain was who I went with in that draft. Mm. Um, I'm finding as well that Bain's kind of like, he, he's going very, very like it's early third round or he could go like halfway through the fourth. He's got a massive like discrepancy in each draft yeah. that you do. Most of the yeah. players you'll see will be like, 
you know, roughly around the same area most of the time. But Baines is just going like start of the third round to the end to like mid fourth, and he's going. I've had him like drop to me at the fourth round. I went, hang on a minute, that's that's too late. I don't care what my yep. like what I'm trying to do. I'm taking Bane there. Yeah, yeah. I, at some point, you just got to snag value, and if exactly. you need to to trade later, you do it. Oh, 100 percent. So having a look back in here to run out those, we've had Chris Ash, Paul Zingas. We've had going out at 38. At 37 was Paul George. At 36, we had LeBron James. 35, Desmond Bain. 34, Pascal Siakam. Uh, 33, Jimmy Butler. 32, Victor Wenbenyama. 31, the Aaron Fox. And 30, uh, just after my pick, was Larry Markinen. And Phil Unfiltered is on the clock. I'm loving that is one... uh, Pascal Siakam pick, by the way. I'm massive on Pascal yeah, this year. Really, also, really Jimmy really Butler at three nine is yeah. incredible. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, that was, a lot of these players like that was like, you know, they're, they're swinging for upside is just um, yeah. Like you know, you can get some good good picks in the third and fourth round this year. Like if Kawhi's going at four five, that's you know, if he stays healthy, like this is mm. this is top fifteen. Like yeah. it's a no brainer swing there. So, and you know, people like banking on marketing and replicating what he did last year. Um, yep. It's it's a bloody good it's a bloody good draft this year. I'll tell you that much. So we're in for a big year. Drew Holiday. Ooh, Drew Holiday. This is back almost to me. Mally's taken Drew Holiday. Kawhi Leonard. Again, this is a guy who's fallen and fallen and fallen in drafts, and you can get some really good value out of I think Kawhi Leonard this year if he's healthy and if he's going to play the games. So there's yeah, there's no guarantee of that. This is interesting. Where I'm going to go next. Um, so you think so I can Alan Brunson look I've got a couple of guards up there I've got Kate and Tyree so I'm looking okay uh, ooh, it's the 44th pick I can really feed I probably need some more points and threes but I'm probably going to do something I might regret I'm actually going to feed. I'm 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 going to feed blocks, and I'm actually okay. going to get Nick Claxton. I think that's totally fair value for Claxton. I think Absolutely. I think Claxton because if I'm looking at my team, I'm look. Cade Cunningham hasn't got the greatest field goal percentage. Tyrese does. Turner does. So I can buoy that up a little bit. Free throw percentage. I think right now I'm probably yes. The dogs agree that it was an outstanding pick, as you can hear. <laughs> Jamal Murray. Yeah. If they're barking, it's got it's got to be okay. That's all I'm saying. Um, but now I'm looking at oh, who else can I get? Oh, there's some. There you go. There's that stack. There you go. Huge. See now you're starting to stack that on. Love that giddy pick. Love that. Yeah. It's it's a little early, but if we're if mm. we're playing that, I've got a stack. Um, I can't count on getting both. Chet's already gone, I think. Um, so I Chet's can gone. Yeah. Let the cat out of the bag. That. I was not going to take him no matter what. Um, oh, really? Want, you weren't well, going to take Chet there? You weren't going to take Chet no, with the 48th pick? No. no. What about the 52nd um, pick where he would come back to you? No? <laughs> I didn't think he would last that long. I didn't. I never had that thought process of, of 5.3. At, at 4.10, if he was there, I would. I, I didn't think I wanted it. Um, That's fair. That's and fair. So I felt like if I needed to, if I was going to do the stack I had to get. I had to use these two picks on these two guys. Fair. That's fair. Totally I'd fair. pay that. Um, and, you know, 
I look at the team that I've got. Well, I jumped the gun. I guess there's one pick before me still. Hopefully, um, Zoltan doesn't doesn't take Jalen Williams. I look at the team that I've got right like here, that. and I've got a ton of assists, some yep. excellent field goal percentage, some pretty yep. good steals. Um, yep. um, I, I, I think I'm in pretty good spot. I'm basically a punt threes, uh, and I might end up punting points uh, is sort of where I'm at right now. I, I think with this and oh, I think uh, Bam yeah. works perfectly for punt three to go back to Bam. Bam works perfectly for punt threes. He continue like Shea Giddy Williams. All of them are good assists. None of them are Harden. Um, you know, none of them are going to get me that ten. But put enough of those guys together, and you can have a way above average team. Hundred uh, percent. So Bam helped with that, um, and he helped with the punt threes element. Mm. I, I'm worried about Chet's health. I'm I I am optimistic yeah. about Chet. Chet as the player, I I think Chet is. He looks like he's going to be good. He looks like he's going to be fun. He's going to do that on other people's teams this year. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Rookies have a learning curve. Rookies we sometimes get wrong. Uh, this is a team that is probably going to be going for the playoffs, and I think actually yep. should make them. Hundred um, percent. So he won't have the same leash that even he would have if he was had been healthy last year. Uh, I hoped that he exceeds my expectations because that's more fun. But uh, I'm nothing against him. But he's not. I'm not going to be. He's not going to be on my rosters when he does. Yeah. No. That's that's very fair enough. We have got Shangun going off there. Demar Derozan, Franz Wagner, Nikola Vucevic. I took OG Ananobi. Because uh, Zion Williamson was uh, stripped for me there, uh, right there. But coming up to the 60th pick now with Shane Goon, I know that you're up in Paolo Banquero there uh, at the 58th pick. Uh, the gym, the, the gym is coming up. What's the Gemini going to do for us? We'll find out. And then you've got a bit of an LA stack happening, just in general. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you told me to go for bloody Lakers, so... Chuck the clipper in there. As are, well. you all, are, you allowed, are you allowed to take a clip? Well, look, Paul George is a Laker by heart. We all know it. He can wear the Clippers <laughs> uniform as much as he wants. Brendan Ingram uh, going off there at 59. I care enough about the Clippers for that to count as a rivalry. <laughs> yeah, they do need to play really a little bit better. As, as I went to Boston, I don't know how much you know about uh, American colleges. It's, it, it, we are recording this on a Saturday after all. Uh, this is bad. My college, Boston College, we consider Notre Dame our rival. I don't even yep. know if Notre Dame knows that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, calling the Lakers uh, Clippers a rivalry is, I think, doing some favors to the Clippers. Well, I think when they get there, when Bama gets that new arena in town and, and everything, uh, that look, it's they get the name for themselves as the, the big stars. It'll be fun. But it's just the Lakers are entrenched, I think, in the Los Angeles like DNA at this point. Like it's it's the Lakers, and it's really nice to have another team, and you can pat them on the back all you want. But until the Clippers <laughs> actually, I mean, like, look, it's the Clippers. I mean, no one's like people are like giving away season tickets for these guys sometimes because they never know who they're going to get on the court. And I don't know if the sixty-five game rule is going to help it or not. Uh, you took Julius Randle on the turn back after Tyrese Maxey, nice little picking up there, Jake Skidmore. Uh, yeah, Julius Lakers too, former. <laughs> Former Laker, Julius Randle in the spirit. 
Uh, and who knows? DeAndre Ayton could be a Laker. <laughs> who knows? No one wants to have anything to do with uh, DeAndre Ayton. Leaning into, well, this was a stack, one of the other very interesting stacks that we can get going on. The, Deon the Phoenix Sun stack, if you have a tail end. So, Skitty, the other one that we were going to actually labor you with, and you actually would have seen this work out for you, is a Phoenix Sun stack. I wanted to do a draft mm -hmm. of one of those guys because you could have gone at the end of that round, Kevin Durant, if he was still available late. You could have got Devin Booker back on and you could have picked up on those two turns there, Bradley Beal and DeAndre Ayton. So there is an argument to be made that you could very much get one of those uh, one of those blokes. Oh, son of a bitch, well, Spady. Also, too, in uh, saying that, in uh, you know a couple of days' time, um, you could be, instead of looking at DeAndre Ayton for your Phoenix stack, you could be looking at Yusuf Nurkic at pick 112. So that also would be very good for your Phoenix Suns. Oh, am I about to, am I going to get who I so didn't get yesterday? If the Phoenix mm. Suns, Trade Aiton. I'm not the biggest Aiton fan. I think that he can't, like, you know, he's a bit of a weak dog when he comes to trying to get rebounds and everything mm. like that. But come on, Yusuf Nurkic? Oh, my. Oh. You can yeah, that's not a vibe. You can do better yeah. than that, Phoenix. I took Kyle Kuzma because I am invested in the Kuzma season and I didn't do it yesterday when I wanted to, Skitty. And I, I'm not getting really stressed about any other pacer for my paces stack yet. So I can get my paces who I want to target later um, on my next two rounds. I can draft a couple of paces in to feed that. I was tossing up between Middleton and Kuzma. I've gone Kuzma uh, because, like you know, I think Chris Middleton is one of the safest bets in NBA fantasy around this round. Like this is in, in, in this round, I think Chris Middleton is a very averagely pat on the back, well-played kind of thing. Um, I think yep. he's just safe as houses. Brano's taking him there. Alex, you're on the clock. Is there anyone you're looking to... Uh, in a stack right now, because I guess those are the main guys that you've pretty much taken off the board. You can get someone late, but I think it's three is my stacks minimum, by the way. So in my stacks rule, three is a stack. Oh, really? Three players. I think three is a, yeah, three is a stack for me because you've got a couple of guys coming up that you're going to have to make decisions about, Skitty. And I'm talking about Reeves and D'Angelo Russell back at the tail end of your draft because that's about yeah. where their ADPs are falling in alignment for them. Uh, Derek White. Is it, a, is it a home of Boston pick there? Or do you really think there's that potential for a bigger season for him? Um, no, I, I, I actually, other people had to convince me on him. when In my right. first pass of rankings, I was much lower on him. And I did my first couple mocks in early August, the, the way too early crew. Um, yep. <laughs> and a couple of the other analysts were taking Derek White around this range and it made me do another double take and, and be like, you know what? I actually think with Marcus Mark gone, with Rodman's in injury history, um, mm -hmm. I actually think that this could work. It uh, Again, it's someone I maybe would have rather wait a little bit longer, but I think he fits the stack. I'm, I'm officially leaning into the punt, uh, points part of this as well, which <laughs> is part of his next pick. Um. Tyus Jones picking up there, by the way, at 75. You've gone, oh, that's definitely... Look, there you go. This is in uh, Walker Kessler 1.0, Rudy Gobert at pick yeah. 75. Uh, the, they they go together. Um, yeah. You know, I wouldn't do it in a roto league, but this is a head-to-head -head league. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think White's really well-positioned and the end of the sixth round is fine value for him. I At this range... I would normally be um, be taking probably Anthony Simons, but I'm punting That's... threes, and a lot of his value comes from threes. 
Uh, so, but I, he's well, I actually need some of those. <laughs> I, so I'm looking at that. I was going to actually pick up Simon's, but is it too early for Scoot? This is a day off the trade. I'm going to go Devin Vassell because I've kind of gone this over. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Vassell yeah. just because around pick 77. It's it's kind of I'm expecting the season for Vassell that he could have had last year, not being the whole. The ball doesn't have to run through him as much this season. Obviously, when Benyama is going to get a lot of the attention, I think it's a solid pick uh, there. But this is where Scoot Henderson. We're we're on the we're on the cusp of like Dame going any day now, and just the pathway for minutes for Shaden Sharp, Anthony Simons, and Scoot Henderson to be there. I'm just very curious to see who they get back because they need a point guard. Uh, who are they getting back? If it's Tyler Hero, Simon's value is diminished and Sharp's value is diminished. Scoot Henderson will still be the main primary ball handler and the point guard of the team of the future. So that's where he gets his value, being the primary distributor in the Portland Trailblazers. But if they get back a point guard, like if something wacky happens and they get a point and they, some random Philadelphia 76ers trade happens with an unhappy James Harden and he ends up over there, because it works in the trade machine, by the way. If you add someone with him, it works in the trade machine, especially with a Tsunami Papi in town over in Philadelphia. You can play around with that. And we all know that he's unhappy. So yeah. for me, this is where Scoot is really coming into the, like, he's got to be in the top 100 conversation already, just with that being the rumor. Tsunami Papi. For Kelly Oubre Jr. That. I forgot about that nickname. It's great. So hot. He, he, oh, Skitty. If I say Tsunami Papi, Skitty has to take five minutes in the bathroom. Um, uh, Grant um, went off after Vassell, Clint Capella, uh, CJ McCollum, uh, Terry Rozier, good pick there. Uh, Phil Unfilter went Draymond Green. Jem uh, is up to the 83rd pick, and you're going to take us up to pick 84 with your stack, which you don't have a stack anymore. But because I'm building a stack, I'm going to queue up my next guys and my next targets for a Pacers stack because I want to talk to the Pacers stack being Bruce Brown, being, I think, a, a, a hundred a top 100 player um, very easily this season. He's definitely got a role there. And he's someone who's falling outside the top 100. I just know a lot of, there you go, Anthony Simons. Good pick there. Actually, can you uh, redo that one? I didn't mean to take all it. All right. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. I can. No, no, no. no. It's good. You call it. You call he's, it. Early, he's, he's, he's like, ha. I just want you. Oh, okay. Miles Bridges. And now he's, if you take him now and you made me undo that, I'll kick your ass. No, um, no, no, no. Cause I've got to keep the stack going and I don't want D'Angelo Russell. So I'll take Austin Rosa. There you go. There's your stack. So your, your stack now is completed with three guys in I the stack. Great, great yeah. value on Rosa. Shout, shout out Matrix. Yeah. Uh, I know that he's fighting me on it every single time and he thinks D'Angelo is going to be better than Reeves. No, I think it's Reeves. <laughs> no, that's a bad take. Who's, who's, who's making that dick? <laughs> yeah, they're they're handcuffed to each other too. These two, are, these two guys are handcuffed to each other. I think D'Angelo Russell and, and Austin Reeves are better apart, like 100% better apart like from a basketball fit standpoint. This is why D'Angelo Russell getting out of there and a Buddy Heald or someone else coming in is going to just unlock Reeves' potential even more. So Simons, Gafford, Trey Murphy, and John Collins has gone off the board there. Cap's going to be laughing about that one. Marcus Smart, they're flying this round. Um Am I going to pick him up? Am I going to be able to do this? Who are you thinking? Well, if Spade doesn't take him, I, I think taking Scoot Henderson with the 92nd pick makes sense at this point in time. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Like, is my upside? Do we think like the last round, this round, I think it's fine. Yeah, I, that's what I was, I think it was too early, but can I get him back on the next one? Ooh. Probably 
No, probably not. Yeah, because Alex is now going like, no, no, please don't take it. No, I will. I will take Scoot Henderson. It's just way too much upside for me in potential right now. Uh, at pick ninety three, we, we're all in this draft room. We're all hearing the same NBA information and news. Um, like the guy is going to be the the number one ball handler there. Clay Thompson, excellent pickup around the uh, in the nineties. He's he's gone back and drafts into the hundred and ten zone. So I'm a big I'm a big fan of Clay from ninety to one hundred and ten. He really feeds you in a lot of ways right there. Um, and also, I've kind of my, my field goal percentage is all over the place. So I'm just leaning into best build and best available right now. And it falls to you there, Alex. So this is another one where if I wasn't leaning heavily into a stack, I would absolutely go Buddy Healed right now. But I'm and that's... stacking away from threes. So, and I need a forward. I have not taken one yet. Round eight was my first forward eligible player. Um, wow. Jalen Williams, I guess actually uh, Jalen and Giddy are both have forward eligibility, but they're, they do. they're not normally forwards. Um, but Kessler and Bam and Gobert are all center only. Uh, so I had a very guard and center heavies team. So I needed a forward. PJ Washington fits the punt perfectly. I think he's got a ton of value. I really like PJ. Yeah, I agree. I think it was really a snuff like uh, there you go. I know you're high on Wiggins this season at 95. Yep. D'Angelo Russell at pick 96. And then Big Horse is coming back around on the bend here. Good draft from Big Horse. Some good picking. Oh, he's... Ah! Buddy Heald's gone. Uh, that kills my stack. D'Angelo there, Russell get taken before Buddy Heald. Uh, just got, it just doesn't look right to me. I don't, I don't like doesn't. that. It, it looks shit. I, no. <laughs> That's incredible value on Buddy. Absolutely. Yeah. And that was where my next pick was. And I was tossing up there. Like, I wasn't going to get Scoot back. Buddy Hill was my stack guy. Uh, Mark Williams, I like. I just don't know what it represents right now. Until I see, until I see a preseason game in Charlotte, I just, I just want to see how it shakes out with their rotations this year. Shade and Sharp, off the board to you there. Another one of those Portland upside blokes. Exactly. I, I, I love the upside. At pick 100 is where I'd start taking my big upside swings. Um, I don't care if he fits my stack anymore. I just I want that potential on my team. Um, yeah, actually, I want to I want to talk about your your scoot over Buddy Heald thing because I, I think yeah. we can we can we can mine a, a, a lesson out of this, which is you go into your draft with a plan, and that's good, that's helpful, but you need to be able to adapt. Scoot Henderson is usually going to go before ninety two. I am the biggest anti drafting rookies early person that exists. Yeah, but. Uh, at 92, that's where I start saying, okay, actually the value on this guy is too good to pass up. I know I had mm-hmm. a plan, but I have to modify. And so, yeah, yeah messes up your stack and you're going to have to play with that later. But I, I think we can mine like a useful example out of this. Um, oh, 100%. For, for the listeners that like, you do have to be flexible in your drafts. I think Buddy Heald yeah. should have gone before whatever pick he just went at, before pick 97, but yeah. also... Scoot Henderson's not going to drop to 92 in every draft, and it's totally no way. fair to, to adapt and take that when it, when it comes to you. And Mally's taken Bruce Brown, which means I am going to take um, – I am going to have to scramble for that for that now because this was another guy, Bruce Brown, that's gone off there at a pick 100 and, uh, 104. He would have gone up. Uh, sorry, 100 and, 103 was Bruce Brown, 102 Zach Collins. I took Jalen Duran because I've got a mini surprise stack. I really like Cade Cunningham and Jalen Duran together. And I I needed to buoy that field goal percentage and block shots a little bit. I've got a pretty much do-it-all build going on right now in this two-center league. And so I've got that now. 
um, with a with a bit of weight. The only thing with my centers that I don't like is there's no position flexibility for them. And I like my centers to be power forward, forward eligible as well. These guys aren't. But I did want to toy with the mini piston stack of those two guys because I want to try and get Ivy late. I'm not going to say, like, if I can get him or not, I will put him in my queue because I'm toying with this little triple play of Ivy um, and Durin and Cade as a potential added stack in there. The thing is this, though, I think the lesson, talking about mining lessons, we probably can't, you can't stack too many teams at one time. So now I have to positionally go like, oh, maybe I'm not going to be able to make my paces stack. Maybe I can go my piston stack. And there's Durin, Ivy, and Cade Cunningham. I'm. I really like Duran as a player for the long term. Oh, I love Robert Williams. What a, oh, what Time a, Lord, baby! Yeah. Incredible Time pick Lord. at one hundred and eight. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, he's, it's, he's it's all depending on. I, I'm not. Um, like I know that they need Horford on the floor, basically, to you know, because he can switch out on the perimeter and just give that kind of thing that Porzingis and Williams can't really do. And I'm. I'm not sure how they're going to go together, but um, I'll still take that swing on um, Time Lord at a, over a pick 100 every single day of the week. That's blocks, that's rebounds, that's high field goal percentage. Doesn't yep. kill you in free throw either. Um, he's got a little bit of passing to go with as well. So, yeah, big on Time Lord. Shout out to my cousin Brendan. It's his favorite player. So, um, hell yeah. Ooh, Simmons. Like, you, you took my you took I like my that. guy with Simmons. He's yeah, you t- I was... He is absolutely perfect for your stack, isn't he? I'm high on Simmons this year. He's back. I'm in on him. Um, So anytime it gets past 100, if you're sitting there waiting for Simmons in the 110s, 120s, good picking. Do I? Okay. 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 No one one else is here right now that can see that. Um, Oh, oh, my cue is out of sync. My cue is out of sync. Oh, no. Mally took trade. Mally has sniped me. I love you, Matt. I love you, Mally. But he's taken now Trey Jones. He's taken Bruce Brown from me. The last two picks, I just can't trust the bastard. <laughs> um, uh, oh, Keegan Murray. Do you look good to me, Keegan Murray? You do look a little bit good. Um, yuck. Yeah, I know, but he, I do like him. Look, I'm going to... Where are I need... I've got Keldon Johnson. Keldon Johnson's a look for me. I think Keldon Johnson. Actually, you know what? I am going to go Keegan, I think. No, look, I'm going to get take Jaden Ivey and complete a stack because that's the name of this draft is stacks. I've got to complete the – I'm going to complete the stack and at 116, I don't know if it's value positionally, but I do need some more points and threes. And I think Jaden Ivey playing off the ball this year is actually going to be decent in Detroit. I, I don't know why. I have a feeling it's going to work. And I feel that he's been slept on a little bit in drafts. And so for me, he's going to be a guy that I um, that I pick up late. It's probably too early there at one seventeen. But Keegan Murray off the board straight away next. So there was else I was looking. Um, if you if you I, had walked up to me in June and just asked me to guess Jaden Ivey's ADP, I would have guessed earlier than one sixteen. Um, so I think it's fine value. Yeah, that's the thing though. I'm, I'm I agree with you. I'm a hundred percent there. But I think he's being slept on. People aren't even. I saw him go in one hundred and thirty eight the other day. <laughs> I'm like, can I get that guy later? It doesn't mean I value him any less. I, I, I mean, I value him no less. Oh, some rookie upside. The first of the Thompson twins off the board there for you. Are you going a Thompson twin stack, Alex? Oh, no. I, I'm. <laughs> that would be fun. Oh, Herb Jones. I'm not loving some of these people who are. 
I really thought I'd get another chance at Herb Jones. I thought I'd get another chance at Ben Simmons. There are some things I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Paul um, Reed going yeah. off the board. Horses drafting very well. I like that. Keldon Johnson. I like this. I'm staring a little a little bit on Reed now. Matty after Kelly Oubre signing to Philly. Yeah, I'm there with you. Oh, and Asua Thompson. Ooh, okay. I'm a little worried about the uh, what's going on in Minnesota, and so I I like having. It's I don't usually handcuff in basketball, but I don't mind it with Gobert. Um, getting someone who directly benefits from if Gobert is struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. um, I can't believe he's still on the board because he's, I need another point guard to help give me some of these assists. I'm going to have to go Mike Conley with 125th pick. Oh, yeah. Great pick. Sorry, like, Alex, Mike so Conley's still sitting on a board. It. Sorry, Alex. If you're worried about Gobert um, going down and you choose Kyle Anderson, why wouldn't you go Jaden McDaniels? I just want to know um, more one for one swap, better uh, like mesh with the stack. I think I don't know. Okay. Maybe a, maybe I overlooked it. Yeah, I'm, so you're probably going more for the leaning more for the assist from Anderson rather than the defensive stats from McDaniel's. I I'm I'm a little I'm not convinced. I, I McDaniel's is still in the bucket of I think he might be better at real basketball than fantasy. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yep, and. Slow-mo, we know that he can put together a good fantasy profile, especially if you don't care about uh, points. Yep, that's yep. very fair. Yep, absolutely. I, I'm just – I'd rather take the um, – personally, I'd rather take the defensive upside swing on McDaniels who showed us last year where he was having games where he was averaging three – like he had three steals and four blocks in a game. Like I would much rather yep. try and take that. But then again, totally. it may work. I Sidetrack, I hate that Brandon Miller pick. I don't want I hate Brandon that Miller pick too. any drafts. I think I mean uh, at at pick one thirty one, we're gonna quibble with the third overall pick in the draft. Look, I, if yeah. you were going, if you were going in the nineties, <laughs> I'd be right there with you. But the point of these picks is oh, upside, shit, and that is upside. So that is upside, and we've still got three rounds to go. So we've got there's there's three rounds of upside to go at the end here. Whereas, yeah, I'm there's guys here that I'm gonna lean into. I think for upside. Because after pick, I guess, 144, that's like, you know, 12, let's say 12 teams, 12 players, that's where they start to go. And there's, there's your points that you were looking for. And your field goal percentage is Boyd uh, with uh, yeah, Mr. Barrett. Shit. Yep. So I think that oh, yeah. boys you very nicely there. Um, who's your biggest sleeper so far that you've seen, Alex? And just doing some mocks and playing around. Who's one of the guys that you see as, well, you, you've mentioned a couple of lads. Who's someone else that you're just like cheeky keeping your eye on to see where they settle coming into uh, the draft? So Herb Jones, who I mentioned a moment ago, I mean, I mean, I pass on him, but I also thought he would last. I feel like his ADP inappropriately reacted to the Trey Jones injury. I feel like we're still drafting or Trey Murphy. Sorry. I feel like we're still drafting Herb as though Trey Murphy were healthy. Yeah. But the Trey Murphy injury should actually be a huge boost to Herb Jones. Um, Mm. And so that's a, a late one who I'm interested in. Uh, you know, I, I picked him, but I like, uh, I like, um, Houston Thompson twin. Um, yeah. I, I like the upside who knows what's going to happen there, but, um, yep. I, I like the upside there. Let me take a look at some of these herder. I, again, I, I, the Kings is not a rotation. I feel like I have a good handle on, 
But if he gets minutes, that's going to be a great pick in the mm-hmm. late in the or, you know 120 or whatever he went at. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonas oh. Valanciunas is another one. He just went in this. Oh, Sewer Thompson's going at Yeah, Sewer Thompson's going as well. Oh, they did too. I just saw A Thompson on there. Oi, oi. Um, Jonas went to one hundred thirteen. I don't think his per game value has ever been that low. No, no. He just needs the minutes. Yeah, yeah. But then again, Patty Williams. Yeah, Patty Williams. Uh, I mean, look, that's theoretically. It's a like you know he can do it. It fits the profile of the team. It, that's a that's a that's a profile fit for me. Um, the other guy I was leaning for was a Pacers stack was uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, who just went off the board to you, Alex. I was looking at that one for my last Pistons because you snared Obi Toppin, you bastard, Jake Skidmore. Thank you so much because you. you know I pick him up in drafts all the time, and with two picks to go, I thought I could get him, but I could not get yeah. my stack, so I had to lean away. And Benedict Matherin was the other one. Zoltland's gone and taken him, so my Pacers stack has gone out the bloody window. And thank God I made the Pistons one happen. So I managed to make a Pistons stack, which I never wanted to do. And I thought, <laughs> I'll toy with this one as a cheeky little side one. But as you said, you've got to mine away the uh, the knowledge from it. And what are you going to do at the end of the day? you just got to lean in somewhere else. So that's what I've had to do. And well, there's, there's I, one more Piston you could get, I think, justifiably. Uh, or, sorry, Pacer. Yeah. There's one more Pacer is. I think you could justifiably draft. Yeah. Here we go. All of my paces left if on the board. If you're high on Obi Toppin, you're probably lower on him. Nope. Yeah. On the other way around. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, look, higher on Jaris, Jaris is, I'm higher on Jarris Walker. I just think they're going to start. Why did you take Jarris, you bastard? You took <laughs> my guy. They are going to start Obi. He's the guy. Yeah, like, what are you doing? <laughs> you should have taken Jarris. No. But why fuck? would I take. I mean, oh, yeah, I would have taken Jarris Walker over Obi Toppin. Then you take Obi Toppin. You know I'm no. high on him. No, I said I like Jarris as a basketball player more than Obi Toppin. But right now, he's got the minutes, or push, like, assumingly, he's got the minutes. So I'm not going to take Obi Toppin. I'm not going to take Jarris Walker now. But if they come out and say, hey, it's going to be a minute split between Jarris Walker and Obi Toppin, I'm taking Jarris Walker every single day of the week. He's got a better fantasy profile and yeah. he can play defense, unlike Obi Toppin. So I'll do that. But until then, until I see it, I'm taking Obi ahead of Jarris. So don't get your knickers in a knot, all right? My knickers are knotted. My bot, my knickers <laughs> that I'm not wearing, that I'm not wearing, are knotted. Um, oh, there's actually two Indiana players still available that you could have drafted. I've still got two picks draftable. left. I think I'm like uh, Colin Sexton. About now is just going to do a lot. There's two, yeah. There's two draftable player. Look, I've still got uh, yeah, with, you, with the last name. You, you met Jarris, the Isaiah Jackson. I did. I did. I did. I did. Um, though I did just have. Who do I have in my queue a second ago? I'm actually liking Malcolm Brogdon, but actually Bogdan is still on the board. And I actually don't mind that for me. He's still around. And he's still going to have a hole there. At pick one, at pick 149, Bogdan Bogdanovich is going to be able to give me assists, steals, points, and threes as possible six man of the year. Maybe. Like this is a guy who's like profiles well, and he's gonna, I think, be a trade chip for Atlanta this year, possibly. So there is some uh, some upshot. By the way, I've just put in Bog, and it's wonderful to see Australian legend uh, Andrew Bogut still possible to be drafted. And I am leaning that for my last pick. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've i soured on uh, Atlanta Bogdanovich just due to health. But I've, I've been high on yep. I was high on him for years. And yep. I think I just got sick of being a little too high on him and, and overcorrected. But 
that's as much like a personal thing as actually based on logic. Basketball. And I think to me, about, I, pick 149, that's great. And it's great for that. And Dylan Brooks was the other guy there. You can look at and pick up some like a lot of points and three pointers at the end. Um, as well, after that one, Denny Advia, Kevin Porter Jr., Malcolm Brogdon, um, coming back up to feel unfiltered. This is a fun draft. Trying to make a stack is really fun. I don't know if it's successful yet. I think you definitely need to target your guys, go early and know the build that you want in advance. Lessons with only like our last picks to go for stack builds for this first stacks draft. What do we think we can make out of it? What are our lessons like we're learning, good and bad? I don't know if it's a lesson about it, but like I think a lot of people in fantasy basketball kind of fear stacks. Mm. And I, you know, when you sent me the list of possible ideas for this show, the reason I chose this one is, is we don't need to be afraid of stacking in fantasy basketball. Like it, this was a thing in fantasy football for years. And then like sort of with the rise of, of DFS that ended in, in fantasy football, but it still hasn't really ended as much in, in fantasy basketball. We don't have to be, you know, the correlation might not be as strong as it is in other sports, but every assist does lead to points. Like these, these teammates are not competing with each other. I mean, if you get a guy in his backup, maybe they're competing with each other, but you know, uh, Jalen Williams and SGA are not competing for minutes. Uh, They are, they are teammates. They are connecting on passes. They benefit that they are not going to, we shouldn't be avoiding one because we have the other. Um, and so it's sort of an aside, it's not exactly answering your question, but <laughs> I, I think this exercise is fun to like talk about, Hey, stacking can work. Yes. Yeah. I, I think it really can. You just need to have your targets in your team. I guess in fantasy world, like, you know, this skitty homers, you're a Cleveland Cavs fan. If you want to build a homer pick around the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are you taking? Uh, well, it just depends on where they kind of fall. But, you know, Donovan Mitchell yeah. in the second round, Darius Garland and Evan Mobley are probably the two main ones that I'd be looking at if I was going home. But I think they've got a bit of upside, uh, if, yeah. especially if you can get them late third, um, early fourth for Darius and then like mid fourth for Mobley. I know a lot of people are going a bit earlier on Mobley. Um, if I'm doing like the really late homer pick, I mean, Karis Levert's there, but it's like... I, you know, he's coming off the bench. I um, yep. I think he still might get some minutes, especially if Rubio's not there. He may actually be handling the ball in the second unit. Um, and there's Struz goes in the last round, which I'm not keen on. He, all he does is shoot throws and doesn't do anything else. So um, I'm souring a little bit on Jared Allen to actually um, where he's being taken. I've seen him go really late some drafts and then early some other ones. So, um, yeah, the Cavs are they're a real, a real weird one this year. Um with where they're all getting drafted. So I'm excited to watch Agreed. them actually play basketball. I think they'll be very good. Um, I'm going to take Jarris Walker, by the way. I am on the clock for my last pick. And I've got Jalen nice. Johnson and Quentin Grimes on my third queue. I love Jalen Johnson there, but I reckon this is Brain's pick. If he doesn't take this for our last... There yeah, he is. Hey, <laughs> pick it. it. 100% he's taking. That's a homer pick. Because you've got an Atlanta Hawks stack. He's a... Um, Alex, this is, uh, that's SC Brain from um, the Insight team. He's a massive Atlanta Hawks fan. Mastermind. The mastermind. Um, so he's, uh, yeah, he's definitely taken a hawk there with his last one. Who are you, who are you looking I, for your I, last pick, Matt? I reacted to the um, crazy Russell over Reeves take uh, because 
are we sure Russell's going to outperform this guy? Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <very good> oh, <laughs> oh, with the 166, Gaby Vincent. The the best point guard on the LA Lakers? It's a big goal. I, mean, I don't Ooh. know if he'll get the Is most that a minutes. Type? Yeah, but it's not a I bad don't know chance. if he's going to get the better best minutes. I don't know if he's going to be... That I don't is... know if he's going to be the better fantasy player. But if I'm making a team, I would rather Vincent. Yeah, yeah, Gabe Vincent, one hundred percent. This is this is that was actually really super fun. Do you want to talk us through um, your team? Uh, I'll go down top to bottom for you there, Alex. You were your goal was to try and make an OKC stack, obviously, because you asked for the third pick. So you talk us through your team. Yeah, um, I love SDA at three. I'm I, I perfectly happy. I would be happy to take him at two. I would rather take him at three, but I love that. Um, knowing that I was going to be leaning into the punt threes, um, I went with two bigs. Uh, you know, I do think there are other years we've talked about it more. Centers are sort of a scarce resource, more so in two starting center leagues than in one, but, uh, getting two reliable centers. So I never have to think about that again. Pretty pumped about that. Um, and with Kessler alone, I know that I can win blocks many weeks, maybe not all, but many. Um, finish the stack with Gideon Williams, probably a slight reach on both at four ten and five three, but yep. kind of on the in range on the early end of the range, but in range for both. Um, yep, I really like both players. They're both you know these are this is a third year player and a second year player who have have shown that they belong on the NBA level, um, and that they are staples of this team going forward. Um, I am. And, and both of them can pass very effectively. Yeah. So I'm very yeah. excited about that. Um, get another, get which Jalen would, like, would you, which Jalen would you like more Jalen Williams or Jalen Brown? Um, at cost to Jalen Williams. Um, I think, I, I think he's still got to go Jalen Brown over Jalen Williams for fantasy, just yeah. like head to head. But yeah. I would, I mean, a round later, I would definitely rather Jalen Williams. Um, 100%. Uh, you know, looking, uh, if I can get Jamal Murray, who went at uh, two picks before Jalen Brown, and, and pair that with Jalen Williams instead of Jalen Williams or J- Jalen Brown and, and OG Ananobi, I like the Jamal Murray Jalen Williams pairing much better mm-hmm. as, a, as just like an example with players on this board. Yeah. Um, Got a something resembling a real starting point guard with uh, Derek White. Yep. Got more. Got, got more blocks. With <laughs> That's not shade on Derek White at all. That's not shade at all at Derek White. No, he, he's he will play the role of starting point guard. He's not a traditional starting point guard, but he, he resembles Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren is a great actress. She could play the role of anything. Who knows? <laughs> um, I I want to sort of mentioned Sharp and, and um, Houston Thompson, Osar. Um, <laughs> I'm getting them a lot, both of them. Um, yep. I think Sharp in the ninth, in the ninth round, in the, in the late 90s, early 100s, his upside is so big. Huge. Yeah, I might yep. drop him. Like, yes, that is a possible outcome. But of all of the players 
who could jump from 95 plus into the top 60, top 50, like he's got to be high on the list, right? Of people who have that upside in their game. Um, we talked about opportunity and there's an opportunity in Portland. Again, it's all about the, like, we, I think we called it out. It's the assets they get back. That's not, I guess it's not scary. We just don't know it. It's like this big shroud of mystery about what they get back. And if there's not, do we really think Jeremy Grant is going to be the superstar in Portland, even though they just paid him the bag? Like he's more likely to be traded out the door down the way for some stupid contract if they're clearing house. And you're right, man. Sharp is, they were high on Sharp. And when they let him loose last season, he was insane and i'm not that worried when it comes to simons and sharp i'm not that worried about the return package because portland doesn't want to bring back a guard they have been very clear that they want to be that they want sharp and and um scoot to be be the future future. if they're bringing back a guard they're going to be passing that guard on quickly if yeah. they're probably they're more likely to bring back a wing a, a a big so i'm really not that worried about the return i'm more worried about the return package for jeremy grant than i am for sharp and 100%. Simon. for sharp 100%. i'm just worried about can he be consistent and get the minutes mm. um, yeah. and then you know i try to balance my last couple of rounds with upside picks and and boring safe guys so uh, <laughs> detroit bogdanovich is pretty boring and safe doesn't really match my build, but I thought he was a good value. Yeah. Very safe and perfect for my build. Gabe Vincent, if he does pass uh, Russell on the depth chart, which if I were if I were the coach, would. Um, yep. <laughs> then and there's a lot of opportunity. Or he's my first drop. Like mm-hmm. yeah. these last picks are upside. So so that's yeah, sort of 100%. my thinking going through it. Uh, I will not win points a single week. <laughs> uh, you're winning a lot of other stuff you're winning a lot of other stuff that you, you've got a, you've got a saw and you have a really nice draft i actually like how it shook up i actually think the lakers draft and how you feel that out the lakers stack for you actually very serviceable oh, yeah. very serviceable yeah. yeah it's not bad i mean i'm just a little bit worried about lebron james's like games like he's already said he's not going to play them all so that's just kind of already a red flag yeah. there but Round three for LeBron, like per game, he's still going to be LeBron. So I'm kind of happy with that yeah. there. So what we got? Anthony Davis, Dame Lillard, LeBron, Paul George. If my thing stopped being a pain in the ass. Uh, Not Tyrus just round Maxey. three, but the last pick in round three. Exactly right. Yep. Yeah. So pick 36. At 36. So, that's, yeah. Yeah. He's still going to be returning. Like, he'll still probably be returning better than overall value than 36 anyway. So uh, it's always going to be good. We have Tyrus Maxey, Julius Randle, Miles Bridges. Um, hopefully, he uh, gets out of the league soon. Um, Austin Reeves, who I am higher than on uh, DeAndre Russell, but you know he's still a little foul merchant bitch, so that's fine, no worries. <laughs> but he's good for fantasy, so I will take him there. Uh, Time he's very Lord, good for fantasy. Who, Time Lord, there, I'll take that. All hundred percent. I'll take that gamble. It's that's a yep. high return. Um, hopefully, he's, is his knee better, Alex? Probably not. Probably Sweet, not. No worries. Uh, <laughs> that could be a bad pick, but that's okay. I'll just drop yep. him if need be. Uh, ben Simmons, who I am uh, always high, higher on a little bit more than others, but that's okay. I'll I'll back in that he can return. I don't think he's going to get back to you know all star level, Ben Simmons, but yep. top fifty, top sixty. I mean, 
why not? That Brooklyn team yeah. is the best opportunity of a team that he's going to have probably in the rest of his career to return it. So I think this is the year that he's got to. RJ Barrett, that's just a points upswing because I'm not punting points. So I was like, bugger it, I'll get some extras. Um, Obi Toppin, Stephen Adams, Kelly Oubre Jr. Yes, I chose Kelly Oubre Jr. because he's hot. Um, but also too, yep. if I had, like, you know, if he gets a starting small forward spot and they put Tobias at the power forward and let uh, PJ, you know, just rest it because he's 50 years old, um, sweet. I'll, I'll take Kelly Oubre's one steal with... 18 points and two threes a game. No no worries there. That's absolutely fine with me. Yeah. And Stephen Adams, if I'm getting Stephen Adams with my second last pick, who can get 10 rebounds a game in his sleep, just in case Time Lord gets injured or something yeah. like that, and if he's dog shit, I drop him. Like, that. that's no yeah. worries. I'm happily to take him there. So, yeah, I mean, 100%. Oubre is still only 27, and exactly. we've seen him do it. Like we know he can put together some numbers and uh, just to push back on one thing you said, you said, you know, if Williams, um, you'll drop him, you're not going to drop Williams. There's no point in, you'll never drop Williams. You might have him on your IR a lot, but sorry, yeah. that's, that, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Sorry. But yeah. no, but it's an important distinction though, because yes, you're correct. Yeah. It dramatically increases his value. You know, the downside of a lot of these late picks is that you drop them. Mm-hmm. Robert Williams doesn't take up a roster roster spot. Yeah. You got to make sure you have the IO. You need to make sure, and you need to know your, I guess, your rules in your league. If you have an IR spot, you have an IL spot. You can you can put him in there. If you don't, that's where the, I think you have to. The distinction is you have to drop him, especially if it's a yeah. long term injury, and that's good. That's where it definitely brings that down for you. But you're, you're spot no, on. If you've got an IR or IL, that's just you just got yeah. gold out of that skitty. Yeah, he's one of the most productive per minute players in the league. He yeah. only needs. If he's healthy enough to be playing, he's playing 20 minutes. And if he's playing 20 minutes, he's performing at top 100 value. 100. So, it, no, you are correct. The risk thank is you way for, lower. Yeah, thank you for catching me on that. Yeah, if he's IL, if you have IL, he'll probably be there. But obviously, 100%. yeah, I'm not just dropping Robert Williams. Right. For nothing. That's yeah. Correct. Which yeah. is great. It's a, yeah. it's one of the reasons it was such a good pick. I actually think it's one of the better thank drafts you. that I think you've cobbled together, Skitty. <laughs> I actually you, really right? like how you've done it with the stack. <laughs> I really like that stack for you. Off the Lakers stack of those guys, because these are they are, they are three high performing Lakers as well. So you are getting like you are getting a bunch of stats there by way of yeah. like maybe not field goal percentage exactly, but you're definitely filling out rebounds, assists. This is a team that does. I know it is very heliocentric sometimes in the LeBron James show, but if you look at the way that they play, they do move the ball a lot. And LeBron's always been one of those playmaking guys in his role. So he is going to get you rebounds. He's going to get you assists on that basis and it's a very similar games and friendly to what reeves does and obviously anthony davis when he is performing he is one of the top players in fantasy he's a top five nba fantasy player when he's healthy on one of those mvp tears and if lebron goes down with those games like you said who's going to be the big dog in town it's going to be anthony davis he's going to stack you up uh with the fifth pick i did my paces stack that you fucked me on you son of a bitch with obi Toppin. and thank you to mally also for screwing me over of uh who, who did mally take Mally took one of my other guys that I had on my uh, Brucey Brown. Thank you very much, Mally. You bastard. Um, but I managed to salvage out a bit of a stack down the end there because I managed to pick up Jarris Walker with my last pick. So I managed to make two stacks. I managed to make a Pacers and a Pistons stack at the end of the day. And I think that's, we said, when the, the lesson to mine is if you are trying to do this, you have to be reflexive in your drafts. And I think this is the number one lesson that we always try and say and share. Alex, you would agree. Skitty, you would agree. You need to be flexible. You can't go on your past mock performances and take that as the Bible, right, boys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. Can I think 
it might be helpful for you to talk for a sec about going with Walker over Isaiah Jackson. He's someone who, you know, granted we thought that Miles Turner was going to get traded, uh, yep. which obviously didn't happen, but Isaiah Jackson was going in around 80 last year yeah. and you chose his teammate and competitor for minutes uh, with yep. your last pick. Um, I don't think, I don't, I don't think they like I, I think that talk about for a sec. Yeah, look, I'm really unsure about what value the organization has on Isaiah Jackson at times. Like they wanted to offer him um, a role. They, they, they wanted to, they didn't. Like this is where everyone was high in last season's preseason. It's going to be that. And then it's going to be a minute share with Jalen Smith. And then they ended up rolling Jalen Smith out there to start the season off. So, and then, and then Turner was like, just didn't he have a phenomenal stretch? For the paces and they obviously paid him so they're keeping him yeah. and he's the guy and i think this is a team that moves the ball quickly i think they go young and yes he is young but he is not the player that bruce brown who they've bought in is they've got not it's not a halliburton they've bought in obi toppin who's another power forward competitor and small like you know so i think there's just a reason for me to be like you've just given this new shiny toy like benedict matherin last year they gave benedict matherin more of a chance at times i feel than they did gave Isaiah Jackson. So they bought the new shiny toy in with Jarris Walker. It's a great pick for them. I think they'd hang their hat on their draft pick working out or not working out more than gonna be like, this is what Ajax does. Yeah. Um, and I know they've freed up some space there on the roster for him, but they still bought in another guy. And I think that's why Jack, uh, Walker is there. So that's just a pure upside pick. And it's my last pick as well. And the other guy I was looking at if I go down the draft was Jalen Johnson there. So I'm very happy to have a look at what's gonna happen in Atlanta and figure that out. But I think that's my thinking is that like there's a roadmap for him to get minutes and opportunity. And if they don't give it to him, I can just drop Jarvis Walker and pick him up when they, he goes on a bit of a heater. And also just tick to my stack. So I managed to pick, make up two stacks. So I got the Pistons and the Pacers. My P stack, it's my PP stack. Uh, Halliburton, Cunningham, Miles Turner, Nick Claxton, who I really thought was good value there. OG Ananobi who was, I think, a nice solid pickup for me. Kyle Kuzma, who I do think is going to have a substantial role um, this season in Washington. I think there's I think there's a really good roadmap for us to be talking about him as one of the, the most overall improved basketball players. He's always been decent. I think Kuz is a decent basketball player. And I think with the team that they've got now, like with Jordan Poole, it's, it's, it's the big three, if you wish, in a way, um, apart from Dan Gaffer down there. I think you've got pretty much, you've got, uh, you know, you've got Tyus Jones, you've got Jordan Poole, and you've got Kyle Kuzma, and there's your team, and there's your focal points, and I think Kuzma's going to benefit. Scoot Henderson, uh, Devin Vassell after that, Scoot Henderson, obviously there in the 90s, is just huge. It's it's points, it's threes, it's assists, it's steals, he's cheeky, it's three points made, and decent free, uh, field throw, free throw percentage. Jalen Duran there to complement with Jaden Ivey and Cade Cunningham for that stack. Uh, Mike Connolly, this late in the 140s as the starting point guard in Minnesota, um, I think is just value for me and value as well in Patrick Williams. Um, I think he's going to have a more consistent season this year with the injuries that have been around over there in Chicago, opening up more minutes for him and being healthy as well. Um, Bogdan Bogdanovich, um, look, unsure, but again, there's a roadmap for him. It's him or Jalen Johnson in those minutes, but I'm kind of tied to the illusion that he's still a very good basketball player and can still get me 13, 15 points a game, four assists and a steal, and a couple of three-pointers and do someone a good free throw percentage. And Jarris Walker with my upside pick at the last one because I don't see Isaiah Jackson giving me the same return at the end of the day. And I'd be more comfortable with just dropping someone at the end of it if that's, if that's the case. And, and God knows, so be it. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm going to compliment one of your picks and then I'm going to insult one of your picks. Uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people have talked about, um, you know, could Jordan Poole lead the league in scoring this year with the way, how wacky the, the Washington roster is. And I get that take. Are we a hundred percent sure that he's going to lead the team in scoring? At pick 68, Kyle Kuzma is probably really good value. Um, he, I, I think that's kind of his, uh, like his floor, but that doesn't account for his upside. Um, he, look, I, if, I'm, if, you ha- if it's an even bet, you bet Poole is going to lead the league in scoring. But depending on the odds, I might, I might take Kuzma on that. Like, he's got a decent chance to actually. But what does he give you? But what does. But but what does he give me? What does Jordan Poole fucking give me? He gives me he give, he gives me points. He gives me threes. But what does Kyle Kuzma give me? He gives me points. He gives me threes. He gives me a decent free throw percentage. He gives me rebounds. He gets blocked shots occasionally. He gets steals occasionally. He gets occasional shit that Jordan Poole just doesn't seem to give a fuck about in basketball. So for me, that's a sixty-eight pick. Also, too, Kyle Kuzma when Bradley Beal and Chris Porzingis Chris were out last year, there was like a, a month stretch where he was averaging like six, seven assists as well, and he was getting near triple doubles, which is just unreal. So he does have that in his bag. He just needs the damn ball. And I think he's going to push for that Team USA spot next year. After that tweet that he's doing, I think I, th- I definitely no, no, I, no, 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 no. Call, I'll, I'll say it now. I'll put my I'll put my hat on it right now. I think Kyle Kuzma is pushing to get back into Team USA after the shit show that was Team USA just then. He represented the country well when he played. He has a very international friendly game as well. He is a switchable guy for an international, not NBA game. Kyle Kuzma is like a Carmelo Anthony arch type, big, long, rangy, can shoot, can switch. And that's what international basketball is. It's not so like, like, ISO, like ISO heavy. And I think Kyle Kuzma gives that to the table. And he's used to playing that team kind of role as well. That's just me. I think, I think Kuz is, is in on that journey. Uh, what's my, what's, what, hang some shit on my pick. What was the bad one? So I, I just, I, you know, if you're gonna like pass on a pick, you know, I, I think it was smart to wait until round 12 for that, but I, I, I would recommend using all of your picks and not just throwing one in the garbage. Um, <laughs> sorry, Patrick Williams, but I just don't, I don't see the point. <laughs> I don't, I don't see the point in that one. At all, he could have been. He could have been on the waiver wire. I'm just looking. I was literally look, just looking for extra. Sh- I was looking for extra shit. Who's going to give me some steals and blocks? And and I think that's where I got a little bit like, you know what? Who's going to give me some steals and some blocks? Uh, Patrick Williams plays defense okay if he's healthy. And I kind of think I just yeah. I think I just threw that. And he's a guy I'll drop. Alex, I think he's the guy who I'll drop and try and move on a uh, on a on a on a better pick or someone who's on a bit of a tear more than anyone else. Skinny Alex. Oh. Nah, there's no upside there. I don't think there's upside. I think it's pretty much one of those safer houses. He does some stuff and you can, you're probably likely to find Patrick Williams on your waiver wire during the course of the season and in pretty much 80% of leagues. Uh, I think he's serviceable. He'll do the job for you, especially in those tight weeks. If there's like a double header at the back of your weekend and he's on the draft uh, on the Chicago Bulls team, you're going to draft him in if he's on your waiver wire. A lot of people are going to have a week with Patrick Williams. A lot of weeks, yeah. He's everybody's... He's everybody's favorite lady at the bar. Patrick Williams, can I invite you for this cocktail for two games at the end of my week, please? Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, le- lessons from Stacks is a lot of fun. We're going to refine this play with it some more. But don't be afraid to stack. It's something that they do in the NFL. The way that the season schedule breaks out for the NBA, there's only a couple of red flags. I do encourage you to check out. There's a brilliant schedule. I'm going to plug 
um, hashtag basketballs, um, their 23-24 NBA schedule grid. Get familiar with that in your fantasy if you haven't before. Also, get familiar with the standard squeeze. Make sure you use promo code INSIGHT, 15% off. Get yourself some gear. He's got some hats on. I've got the jumper on. They've got a whole bunch of... Uh, Wonderful stuff you can take away with your camp, including your foreign ones and also your shop pourers and also to fantasy scores. Fantasy scores hacks right on into your Yahoo. Not hacks. That sounds a little bit uh, naughty. It doesn't. It integrates is the friendly way of saying that, but it integrates into your Yahoo network. Use promo code INSIGHT for $5 off and help get the insight on your fantasy draft, your waiver wire pickups. Use Z scores to help improve your fantasy game this season with fantasy scores. I'm Manny G. This is Jake Skidmore. And Alex, before you go, please plug everything that you do because God knows, Professor, you do it all. Where can we find you and get more info? Um, I'm, I'm coming back from a, a relaxing summer and stuff is going to start coming out soon. Um, but during the season, I do the weekly waiver wire on CBS and at RotoWire. Um, and hopefully we'll have a, a article which I alluded to earlier about uh why you should avoid rookies early uh, should be coming out in the next soon on RotoWire. Maybe we should get you into do a drop where we just make you draft rookies. The rookies versus sophomores <laughs> dropped. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Alex, for joining us here at Insight <laughs> NBA. Make sure you Thanks like and subscribe me. to the videos. And remember, when we get to 1,000 subs on our Insight NBA, on our Insight Fantasy Sports channel, we are going to give one lucky punter somewhere around the world a personalized NBA jersey your name, your way, your jersey, your team, thanks to Insight Fantasy Sports.